Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Monday, December 11th. It is five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So this happened on Thursday. And again, because of Radiothon, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but we're going to right now. Hunter Biden has been charged in connection with a long-running Justice Department investigation into his taxes. This is the second criminal case that the uh, special counsel has brought against Joe Biden's son. Okay, so... My question now is, is he going, because he's supposed to testify in front of mm-hmm. the Congress. Right. Soon. Right. And now he's being investigated, so is he going to be able to do that? Or does he say, I can't talk because I'm being investigated? Well, this is the big question. Mm-hmm. The, the timing of the indictment mm-hmm. is rather suspicious, is it not? Yeah. Now, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. I want to make sure we have the, the timeline here and the 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 slew of events that have occurred correct so he is under investigation they come up with they being the government this totally sweetheart deal Mm -hmm. on the tax and gun charges yeah he would serve no jail time which is crazy on the two things that the liberals have said are unforgivable if you listen to the left talk what is it it's the guns and the, the rich guys avoiding the taxes. And mm-hmm. he did them both. Right. And he was going to get off with no jail time. Then the hangup becomes, at the plea hearing, Hunter Biden's attorneys get into it with the prosecutors about whether or not he can be charged with things in the future. They're under the trying to say, well, we're under the impression this gives him blanket immunity. The prosecution says, no, it doesn't. The judge, who's already mad because hadn't Hunter Biden's attorneys called pretending to be or had allegedly called pretending to be prosecutors, Mm -hmm. was mad about that already. said, all right, I'm done with both of you people. Everything's out, throws it out. Mm -hmm. Then, because he's living in Los Angeles, they say, (laughs) well, let's go ahead and give jurisdiction to Los Angeles over this. And so now, after everything got dropped, now everything is essentially out in Los Angeles, and that's where we're at today. These charges have come out there. Yes. Okay, did I get it all correct? I think so. All right, that's why I get paid the big bucks. It was a 56-page indictment that said he subverted the payroll and tax withholding process of his own company. His own company keep in mind, spent millions of dollars on a lifestyle that includes drugs, escorts Uh and girlfriends, luxury hotels, Mm -hmm. rental properties, exotic cars, clothing, and other items of a, quote, personal nature. So this is the, my favorite part of this is the defense always says, oh, this poor drug addicted local youth who's being persecuted (laughs) because of who his famous father is. Mm -hmm. Casey, you did have drugs in theirs. And yes, he spent a lot of, a lot of money on drugs. Mm -hmm. However, you also read a bunch of things that aren't drugs. Yep. I mean, are you talking about the escorts or the exotic cars? Well, or the what was the luxury clothing? Luxury hotels, I, rental properties, clothing. This is a guy who was clearly just said, took his middle finger and extended it towards society and said, "I ain't doing that." Mm-hmm. And so, th- th- there nobody should have any sympathy for this guy. Absolutely none. There are many, many people who are 
addicted to drugs, seriously addicted to drugs, and those people should absolutely get the help they deserve. We talked about it with the Harbor Light people on Friday at Radiothon, and absolutely we as a society should have sympathy for those people. Those people are also not involved in deep tax avoidance while they're buying luxury cars Mm -hmm. and clothes Mm -hmm. and hookers Mm -hmm. and everything else. I mean, yep. oh my goodness. So the special counsel's team said that Hunter engaged in a four-year scheme to not pay at least $1.4 million in taxes that he owed between 2016 through 2019. Okay, time, time out. So that's what he owed in taxes. Mm-hmm. So let's say his applicable federal tax rate, I'm just going to pick a number, was 35%. So if he owed $1.4 million, that means take 65% on top of that, and that's his actual income. How does a guy with no skill set whatsoever mm. earn somewhere between like five and ten million dollars, Casey? Yeah. How is that even possible? He's has selling anybody, his last name. Has anybody stopped and said, how did this guy acquire that amount of money? Because I don't know if you know, Casey, but like your top kind of like corporations and law firms and places like that, they really kind of frown on people who spend their time with hookers and deep drug addictions because they can't really <laughs> perform for the employees or the or the customers of said corporation or firm. Mm-hmm. So how did Hunter Biden make all of this money? I don't know, Rob. <laughs> I mean, we are led to believe he has such a drug addiction that he can't pay his taxes, right. but yet he is competent enough to serve on these boards and mm-hmm. commissions mm-hmm. and provide advice and counsel for international corporations, Casey. Yep, the indictment also referenced his Beautiful Things memoir, the book that he wrote in 2021, oh, where yes. he was paid more than $140,000 related to that book. Who would have wanted to read Hunter Biden? Mm-hmm. If Hunter Biden's name were Hunter Jones. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have gone as far. Who cared, <laughs> right? Again, I think you answered your own question. How is he getting his money? His last name. Okay, so on Meet the Press over the weekend, Senator Chris Murphy, who's a Democrat from Connecticut, he said that Hunter should be prosecuted, but as he's answering this question, I want you to notice the spin as he's talking. We want to ask you about some of the other headlines this week. Hunter Biden has been indicted again on tax charges. Do you think the Hunter Biden prosecution is political, as his lawyer has contended, or do you think that it's legally justified? I think it's legally justified. I think this is a very troubled individual who has uh, who, who has uh, done things that are worthy of prosecution, and so I look forward to that case continuing. I think ultimately the American people understand that Hunter Biden is not going to be on the ballot next uh, fall, that Joe Biden is going to be on the ballot, and that mm-hmm. this is a president who has led an economic recovery recovery that has been pretty unprecedented. That's, I think, going to be what matters to the American people. Okay. So, yes, it's not Hunter who's going to be on the ballot. However, it was Hunter that was in Air Force One with Joe Biden. It was Hunter on the balcony, 4th of July, at the White House, standing next to Joe Biden. He's never going to be held accountable because the two cases, they're just going to be pushed until after the election, and then Daddy will end up pardoning him or drop out of the election saying, I have to take care of my son. And he was scheming with his dad. Yes. Hunter, <laughs> Hunter's been too close to Joe to separate the two from the matter. <laughs> they act like Joe Biden... I mean, 
I mean, there is definitive proof that Joe Biden was making money off of this. Mm -hmm. There is. This is why when the Republicans, we have begun an inquiry. We'll see where the inquiry leads us. Hopefully the inquiry will tell us. You already know what happened. You have the checks. You have. That would be like if I gave Kevin a check for $200 from Rob Kendall. And then, and then somebody were like, we need to launch an investigation to find out if Kevin actually got money from Rob Kendall. You have the check? <laughs> what other? It, there's text messages. There's emails. There's ledgers. There's checks, Casey. Oh, checks. don't be ridiculous, Rob. That's not actually evidence. Okay, so also on Meet the Press, uh, Senator Mitt Romney was on. He was a guest. So uh, Republicans are signaling that they may uh, vote uh-huh. for a Joe Biden impeachment inquiry this week. Uh-huh. And what do you think Romney says? Whose side do you think Romney's okay, on? I would guess, by the way, I love that we are now 11 months into the Republicans controlling the government mm-hmm. and we just might get an inquiry this week. An inquiry, not the actual impeachment, but the inquiry this week, which again, keep in mind, there are checks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mm-hmm. again, I don't, I don't know what else you need. Even if you took the laptop and the, and the text messages and the ledgers and everything else out, um, there are checks. I'm going to guess Mitt Romney said there shouldn't be an impeachment and that it's a distraction to the American people. He says that he doesn't see any evidence that would warrant it. As you know, House Republicans have signaled that they may vote as early as this week on an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, despite the fact that they haven't shown yet a direct link between Hunter Biden's business dealings and President Biden. Have you seen any evidence that President Biden has committed high crimes and misdemeanors? No, I I don't uh, see any evidence of that at all. Uh, I think before you begin an impeachment inquiry, you ought to have some evidence, some inclination uh, that there's been wrongdoing. And so far, there's nothing of that nature that's been provided. So are you opposed to the impeachment inquiry? Well, if I were in the House, I'd vote against it, unless they were able to bring forward uh, uh, evidence that suggests that there (laughs) there were a high crime or misdemeanor that had been uh, committed. But so far, that hasn't been the case. Look, look, fortunately, stop, stop, uh, stop, 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 stop. I'm going to get I'm going to start getting really angry. And this is my last day for the year. Let's keep it light. So let's take a (laughs) note here, Casey. Mm hmm. Office for sale <laughs> to foreign entities and governments is not a high crime or misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. However, telling people to go home on January 6th is. Yep. Check. Okay. Got it. Uh, Mitt Romney, well aware, though, that people don't like him. <laughs> and he was asked about whether he would endorse somebody. And no, he knows it's a kiss of death. Let's turn now to the 2024 race as you bring up former President Trump. Why haven't you endorsed a candidate yet, Senator, and do you plan to do so? Well, because if I endorse someone, it would be the kiss of death. No, I'm not going to do that. Maybe I should should pick, shall I I endorse the person I I like least right now? (laughs) I'm not going to be endorsing President Trump, obviously. I've I've made that very clear. Um, Look, Chris Christie has done a terrific job so far. I think... His being in the race has kept Donald Trump from coming to to the debates. Because I think Donald Trump recognized if he went to the debate with Chris Christie, Chris Christie would reveal him for what he was. And and Trump would be badly hurt, so he stayed out. But Nikki Haley, she's rising right now. I think she's the only one that has a shot of becoming the nominee other than President Trump. It's a long shot in her part, but she's the one that has a shot. So we'll see. Okay, so he doesn't mention DeSantis or uh, Ramaswamy, so I guess they're marked safe. (laughs) 
Right? He, he did mention Chris Christie and Nikki Haley, and he knows that that's a kiss of death, so whoops. But I'm curious, will Meet the Press ever feature a pro-Trump guest or a Republican who's not considered a rhino on the show? Hey, um, when we come back, you mm-hmm. sent me this. For once, you're the instigator here on this program. What? You sent me this article from Indiana Capital Chronicle about oh, the leap. Oh, right, th- the leap thing. About how much this could cost the mm-hmm. people in the state of Indiana. Oh, my gosh. Well, the headline grabbed my attention, and I thought, okay, we should probably inform everybody yes, about this. Yes, I mean, this is a really, really interesting article about how much... If things go wrong, the Leap District could cost you as a taxpayer in the state of Indiana. This All right. is crazy. That's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So here's the headline. Leap water plan costs could fall to customers. That's what a utility watchdog has cautioned. Yeah, this is a super interesting article and Indiana Capital Chronicle with, with the story. And it is when so often politicians use your money to enhance their own standing or desires. Mm-hmm. And I learned this very early on as an elected official that the the devil on stuff is in the details. And anytime you're talking about doing a project of any magnitude, and most local government projects are a fraction of what we're talking about here with LEAP. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of millions of gallons of water moving daily. You're talking about thousands and thousands of acres of, of land. I mean, most local government projects are not even close to this. But even local government projects, the actual cost is not really the cost because of the infrastructure cost associated with doing whatever that thing is. So like look at our society now. All of these communities around central Indiana, the donut counties as we'll call them, have experienced massive growth over the past 20 years, both in the home and residential uh, sphere. And yet the cost of living in these donut counties has never been higher than it is today. If you look at taxes, if you look at utility rates, water, sewer, electric, all of that stuff is markedly more expensive than it was 20 years ago. And that's not just because of inflation. It's because so often the growth over the long term does not actually pay for itself when all of the costs are factored in. It's like where I live in Brownsburg. They keep raising these water and sewer rates. And they keep talking about the growth as the need to do it. Well, why would you approve growth if it's not beneficial to the taxpayers? Why would you approve growth, and it happens in all of these communities, if it's going to cost the people who live there more to have it? And in the case of LEAP, where you are talking about already close to a billion taxpayer dollars have been spent through the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. And then you have all of these unknowns about transferring all of that water from Tippecanoe County down to Boone County. And then that water has to go somewhere and be dealt with. You are looking at a massive cost that the, you know, the people who provide the cost, in this case, people like citizens, 
They're not going to eat that. They're not going to just go, oh, well, this is so great that Holcomb got this mega corporation to come to Indiana. We'll just lose money this month. No, you are going to pay for it. Growth is fine if it is responsible growth that benefits the existing taxpayer. This growth is being paid for by the taxpayer, Casey, at every single turn because Holcomb judges his worth and the worth of the state based on how many bright, shiny objects he can erect, cost be damned, and the Indiana General Assembly, the Republican Party, is absolutely too petrified to stand up and stop him. Okay, so this report says that it feared utility customers would bear the cost. The pipeline concept alone would cost about $2 billion. This report goes on to say, proposed LEAP project in Boone County reveals severe deficiencies in Indiana's water and economic development policy. And then this co noted that a $2.5 billion electric vehicle battery manufacturing plant in Kokomo would bring with it rate increases to gas and electric customers of Duke Energy. There is, they have no idea, right? The, 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 the people in charge of this have no idea what the actual cost is. And they're going to finagle the numbers however they can to try to get you to believe the cost is not as great as it actually is because their goal is to get the thing. It's again, go back to my community where I live. Their goal is to get that swimming pool. And it's kind of disappeared now because conveniently they haven't shown any return on investment numbers. And I'm sure they're working feverishly behind the scenes mm -hmm. because to make it's sure that there's an disappeared a for a month. The point is they want the pool. It's not about whether the pool is actually good for the community or what it's going to cost. They want the pool and let's jam the square peg into the round hole. The same thing here. It's like when we had the mayor of Lebanon on. It is ridiculous to think, to act like, well, we'll just see what this study says. If you actually cared about what the the study said and what the results of studies were, you would have had the studies in the beginning before you stepped in the batter's box. Mm -hmm. You guys have already hit the ball. You have rounded first. You have rounded second. You're standing on third. You're not going to not touch home plate. So stop misleading people like, well, this is totally up in the air now. We have no idea. The governor's what do you do? What Gendry described it as a legacy project. The mayor mm -hmm. of Lebanon came in here and called it the governor's legacy project. Yep. Eric Holcomb has gotten almost everything he has wanted. The seven years he has been in office, the massive growth of government, the massive tax increases, the expansion of, of Medicaid. I mean, you name it. Eric Holcomb, the Republican Party has rolled over and played dead for him. So you think his legacy project, they're going to start caring about you as a taxpayer. They don't care about you at all. It is interesting that that report says that there's a lot of costs associated with this that we're not hearing about. Yes, it ha and it happens in every single government, local government in the in these donut counties when they talk about oh this project's going to come and that project's going to come. You know what they're not factoring in road expansions, roundabouts, traffic lights, uh, water and sewer, all of these things that that company. Unless it's in a TIF district, mm -hmm. which, by the way, the state of Indiana gutted TIF, unless it's the LEAP project, which they're essentially creating a super TIF to be able to pay for this wastewater stuff. Why? Because it's the governor's legacy project. All right. We've got voicemails on the way and a couple of good news stories, some oh. feel-good stuff oh. on the way. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present 
voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. If you'd like to contribute with our voicemails. But before we get to those, I I have to thank Senator Todd Young. Oh. He reminded me that today is Indiana Statehood Day. It was today in 1816 that the great state of Indiana became official, 207 years old. Oh, boy. That's exciting. Do they normally have like a party at the state house? uh, Yes. uh, They they used to when Jim Merritt was there. Mm -hmm. He was very into Statehood Day and he would have all, all sorts of local youth come in and the uh the year i was there uh when they did that i think it was their two years where they did that they had some big reading of something Merritt did it and, and that was when pence was governor so mm-hmm. he was there i don't know if they're still doing that or not but uh yes it uh it's a it's it used to be a very big deal it's a big day for indiana all right let's get to some phone calls uh we've got rob one rob two and rob oh, three we're gonna exciting. get through <laughs> oh my goodness as i named them after you thank you uh somebody wanted to call and leave you a message before you go on oh. vacation Hey, Rob, I just had to call and give you a hard time before you uh, leave for extended vacation. Um, I think it might have been on Wednesday's show last week. I was playing catch-up. So, um, But anyway, you had mentioned, uh, or you had asked Casey if she ever had trouble forgetting names, and you said occasionally you have something, but it wasn't a big issue or whatever. And I just remembered a few days prior to that when you... We're having a difficult time remembering the wise Latino woman. I just thought that was kind of funny. It happens to the best of us, Rob. So, hey, <laughs> thanks. Uh, you guys have a great show. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, let's see off the top of my head mm-hmm. if I can do the nine Supreme Court justices okay. unprompted. Are we ready? Yeah. All right, so you've got the three Democrats. It's uh, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Katanji Brown-Jackson. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. You've got Alito, Mm -hmm. you've got Roberts, you've got uh, Coney, uh, Coney, Amy Coney Barrett, Mm -hmm. uh, you've got Kavanaugh, and then you've got, I'll be darned. (laughs) One more! Oh, no. Oh, no! That's, uh... Oh, uh, the, uh, the Gorsuch. There we go. Oh, that was wow. Woo. You're like trying to prove what a great memory you have. And then whoops. Nice job. There's been so many, uh, changes. It used mm-hmm. to be, you know, it used to be like some these people were justices for so long that you kind of just got them and then you had a decade to basically be right. But now it's, it seems like it's changed so much the past four or five years. It's hard to keep mm-hmm. track of all of you them. You have to do those, uh, mental calisthenics to what, keep that brain sharp. What percentage of the populace, Casey, you think could do what I just did, which is name the nine Supreme Court justices? Probably off the top, not a lot. Off the top of their head. I mean, as soon as you said them, I was like, yep, yep, yep. But yeah. I, I couldn't have done it. Yeah. So good for I, you. That's what I bring to the table. Very nice. Uh, another phone oh. call. You've been cleaning out your office. Yes. You're moving offices. It's done. Oh, you're done? It's done. Oh, really? I'm going to leave some little, uh, like a national, uh, what was that Nicolas Cage movie, National Treasure? Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave like some little hidden treasures in there for Scotty to see yeah. if he <laughs> finds them. But yes, I'm I'm done. Some little Easter eggs <laughs> later to be discovered. Um, okay. Well, somebody wanted to call and talk about you moving your office. Good morning, Rob and Casey. I understand Rob behind the fact that he's going to lose his office. Been there, done that. It's work. If you do it right, 
However, maybe he should just be thankful for still being gainfully employed. <laughs> and then on the other hand, he only has a few days of work left in 2023, and he is in contract negotiations. Maybe they're trying to tell, well, gee, man, you know, not said. You know the thing. They're trying to give you a subtle hint that's not so subtle. Um, here's the thing yeah. that I've discovered in these contract negotiations mm -hmm. is that it's not so much that I'm so good, but no one <laughs> who could do what I do would do it for as cheap as I'm willing to do it. No one undersells themselves uh -huh. like me. Uh -huh. um, because, and they know this, and actually when, <laughs> when it was still Emma's when we did the last one, the lady who I was with basically alluded to this, we know how much joy you get out of making people at the State House miserable, mm -hmm. and that's factored into the amount right, of money right. that's, we're, that's, we're willing to pay you. That's payment enough. Yeah, that's like a, a lot of radio stations down in Florida. They'll say, we'll pay you in sunshine, which means you're not going to get a high salary, but at least the weather's nice. For you, Rob Kendall, they say, we're going to pay you yeah. in misery of yeah. everyone else at the State House. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, one more phone call about you. Uh, this is your last day for the end of the year. Oh, my goodness. Listen, this morning, I just was reminded that Rob's going to be missing for almost a month. I now have something to look forward to. <laughs> hey, Casey, have a good day. Bye. <laughs> oh, We've long boy. talked about this. What does it say about a person? And there's these people in the YouTube who we always laugh at who they subject themselves mm -hmm. on a daily basis to something that brings them misery it would be the equivalent of when i'm home if i watched the view right every, why, why would you do that to yourself? why would you do that to yourself yeah you know they're teasing you yeah I because did. if they didn't care they wouldn't call it well all. i think there are people who genuinely listen out of hate you think i don't so? know i absolutely oh absolutely kev back me up on this there's a huge <laughs> portion of the populace who listens out of hate yeah they, they feel a lot of anger towards you they yeah. they listen out of hate and they cheer for my demise on a daily basis. Yeah, they're they are your worst enemy. Absolutely, for sure. literally, they, yes. They just want to get their heart rate up. Yeah, I guess. I don't That's know. That's what it is. Well, but you want to you you can. You can all listen in happiness over mm -hmm. the next whatever that's going to be. Well, I don't know. It really depends because it depends on who's filling in and how they do. Are you working the whole time? I I think I'm taking a couple days off. Yeah. Are you working the whole time? No, I'm actually I'm going to be off this Friday and then I'll be back next week for like two days mm -hmm. and then I'll be off for the rest. And then of the you're year. done because Hammer's done on the 14th. Yeah. So. so I think we should just really put on a a polka. Mm-hmm. Music and Absolutely. Just, and just go. Oh, they say when Tony Katz does that, it's great. When he plays... <laughs> he's not playing polka music, When he plays though. the Little River Band's Cool <laughs> Change on Thursday or whatever he's playing, they just think that's great. That's fantastic. I, I, he also has a sponsor for it, so that's, that's why they let him do it. So, if man. we got a sponsor, they'd let us play polka music, too. Um, okay, so we had this uh, big, long phone call about Chester and Spike, the dogs from Looney Tunes. We did get a couple of calls about that. Wait, wait, so. wait, wait, wait. That's that cartoon you used to watch in the 50s, right? <laughs> Somebody actually has a comment about that. You saying it's from the 50s. So I realize I'm late to the party when it comes to commenting on this, but the whole Looney Tunes cartoon you guys were talking about with the mm -hmm. dog, mm -hmm. Spike. Mm -hmm. um, Rob, I'm 35 years old. I'm actually a few years younger than you. And yeah, that was 
that was on rerun in the 90s. Oh. So I'm not sure why you keep saying, oh, it's for the old people. <laughs> I'm younger than you, and I know exactly which cartoon Casey was referencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not just for the young people or the old people. <laughs> Apparently, you just didn't watch Looney Tunes as a kid. And if you were watching MTV Bruce Springsteen or something. Yeah. Okay, so over the winter break, yeah. which is what I'm going to call this. You're going to catch up on your Chester and Spike? No, no, no. I just I have some life advice for our audience. Oh, and then okay. first of the year, when we all come back together, uh-huh. maybe we'll be able to carry this forward into the new year. Okay. Don't take it all so serious. <laughs> you do realize sometimes I will just say things to see how much of a rise I can get out of people. And this particular topic, Casey, uh-huh. has 100% proven that. Yes, just the well, flood of emotion uh-huh. over these two stupid little dogs <laughs> that have been on TV for 60 years, and it has just worked out brilliantly for me. Well, I think mm-hmm. it offered some perspective because this made me realize that uh, Chester and Spike transcends generations. I mean, <laughs> you've got good. millennials listening to it, too. I mm-hmm. think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable. <laughs> You will find people will find things if they're accidentally on national television, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Like if, if something is rolling, somebody will see it. It doesn't make it good. But I've never seen a better example of how you always say, you know what? When it's something like property taxes, yes. nobody, you know, let's yes. let's do something. Let's get worked up about this. No phone calls. When it's something silly like a cartoon or a Mexican pizza, we get flooded with phone calls. Yes, this is another great example someone of that. Someone should create a cartoon mm-hmm. that talks about property taxes <laughs> so again point proven mm-hmm. which was the point i was trying to prove yeah and the only way for me to prove the point was to <laughs> do this and again our audience has totally helped me prove the point so next year yeah. everyone yeah this is entertainment mm-hmm. we're here to be educated and informed mm-hmm. but i wouldn't get so riled up about everything where we need to spend four days trying <laughs> mm-hmm. to prove a point on the two stupid little dogs i was trying to prove a point the point has been proven we can move on to different things. Not before we get to this last <laughs> phone call. Because, Rob, somebody is actually on your side. Hey, guys. Uh, Casey, I'm, I'm taking Rob's side on this. I'm 59 years old, <laughs> and i never heard or seen a Chester and Spike. So, uh, and I'm older than Dirk, and I've never heard of them. So i got to take Rob's side on this one. Thank you, guys. Does it make you feel good knowing that Sony's on your side? Who hasn't seen it either? I had a conversation with someone over the weekend who works in the state house, and he goes, "I uh, this has been a little while ago, but he goes, I had a I had a meeting with Holcomb's people, Mm -hmm. and somehow your name came up, and they didn't know that we were friends." And it's good to know that uh, the governor's thinking of you. Your, your name came up, and the guys, one of the guys in the meeting, the just like it was like Pavlov's dog's response <laughs> when your name was mentioned. <laughs> F that guy. Oh, except he said the word. The, the, yeah, the word. And he, my buddy, works at the state house. Goes, I just wish people knew the real you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more phone call to get to, and this is from a new listener. And she wants, she's looking for advice or direction. Oh my God, what is wrong with this house? Are we really trying to turn this government all over to these liberals who are too stupid to know we're a republic, not a democracy? Although that's what they're trying to make us. 
I'm just so flabbergasted over this Kevin McCarthy deal now. We got rid of one. We're getting rid of another. Anyway, what could one do? Beside that, Rob, I'm glad you're still around for another week so you could <laughs> discuss this. If you haven't already, I sure am going to miss you, although I do love you and Casey together because she soft plays your rough tone that you do on the radio. I love you guys. Anyway, I'm kind of new to Indiana, and I'm so glad I found your radio station. My name is Nancy, and I live in Greenfield, but you guys are the best. Thank you, but please help. Help figure out what to do. <laughs> Oh, Nancy, we're we're far beyond figuring out what to do. <laughs> like, I think the advice you heard a minute ago, going into the new year, don't take it all so uh, seriously. Uh, look, your government is run by absolute morons and clowns. Mm-hmm. They have everyone's interest but you at the forefront of their thinking. And unless you're willing to just totally throw all of these people out, I mean, here's a great example. So we'll see. Here's a great example. You're going to have your friend, Charles Bookwalter, is running for Congress next year in the 4th Congressional District. You just did an event mm-hmm. for him at Premier Arms. He is... Biggest a, uh, biggest crowd they've ever had there, by the way. He's an A-plus candidate. Mm-hmm. He's running against an absolute, just horrific, a person who's done an absolute horrific job in Jim Baird, who is a total do-nothing, go-along-to-get-along establishment clown. And you, you people will have a choice. If the people are sick of it, they have an opportunity to put a rock-solid constitutional conservative and Charles Bookwalder in there. However, Jim Baird is going to have infinite money thrown at him by the people he supports and props up, and he will have the party apparatus behind him. And I really like Charles, but he's going to have a hell of a time because he's not raising, as most challengers do against entrenched incumbents, the amount of money to blanket the airwaves. And it's another example. There are opportunities to fix this, but so many people are just so apathetic yeah. that they're not willing to do the work necessary. I mean, coming up next year, uh, everybody's going to have an opportunity to run for delegate to the state convention. Micah Beckwith is going to be on the uh, at the state convention for lieutenant governor, which will give you an independent check and balance of whoever wins that governor's race. Are you willing to put your name on the ballot and run for state delegate to ensure that happens? Are you willing to help get people elected to state delegate who are going to ensure that happens? If you're not willing to put in the work, you're not going to make any changes. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, eight minutes away from 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Jason Hammer from the Hammer and Nigel program joins us in the studio. Good morning. Every time I hear this song that uh, Kevin's playing right there, I think of the Hammer and Nigel Records parody called Fetterman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of Betterman? Right. <laughs> uh, good to be back, man. Had a little weekend in Vegas. Yeah, Had a you good did. Time. Uh, how was it? Seems like you had fun. Yeah, man, I always have a good time in Vegas. Bought my uh, mini-me's with me, yeah. uh, Chris and Jake, and we went to the ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's the first time I'd ever been to the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Really cool. Like, I see why they host all these major fights and, you know, UFC events. Like, if you're going to just watch a basketball game, Gamebridge Fieldhouse is probably the best place in the country. But the way they've got the lights and the music mm-hmm. and everything else at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, it's it's pretty solid. So we had a good time there. And surprisingly... More Pacer fans than I would have thought. Yeah. Because yeah. we thought going out there to watch that Pacers and Lakers game in Vegas, it's like, all right, this is going to be 95 sure. to 5, like Lakers to Pacer fan ratio. It was still heavy, Lakers. Don't get it twisted. Probably 70 to 30, though. Uh, you did get to see the Sphere, too, you said. That's that big $2.5 billion concert venue. <laughs> My wife loves that because it's all LED lights on the outside. Yes. And most of the time, the default. Uh, thing is a it's a emoji ball but my wife calls it sun baby and she loves the faces that it makes and you got to see that thing up close and in person yeah that's the first time that i've seen that and it's crazy when you get real up close to it you can't see anything like it looks like it's not on but once you get down the strip or you're across the street or whatever then you see it and i believe you too was doing a concert there the night we were there so it was a lot of you know, like rock and roll yeah. and U2 stuff on it as opposed to just like the eyeball or mm-hmm. something. Was that the first time the boys had been to Vegas? Uh, Chris had been there before. Uh, that's the first time Jacob had been. What did he think? So Jacob is a little <laughs> bit more of an introvert. His uh, These were some of his quotes from the weekend. Um, the hookers are not as pretty as I thought they would be. <laughs> to which I had to explain to yeah. my high school sophomore, mm-hmm. yes, if you have to hand out cards on yeah. the Las Vegas Strip, <laughs> Business probably isn't good for you. Right. The high-end call girls uh, don't have to advertise. They don't need yeah. that. Right. Uh-huh. Um, he's not a big fan of like all the over-the-top lights. Yeah. Right. He's like a country boy. Mm-hmm. He likes the mountains and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But he enjoyed the ball game. Yeah. Good. Uh, we got to say uh, Valvet was resoundingly defeated in the Biden Madness yeah. Championship. I do think the fact that we were distracted by Radiothon and couldn't promote our audience to go vote. Uh, I'm not going to use the term rigged election or stop the steel but i think if we'd have had a normal show to be able to move our audience to velvet let's face it, it was like larry bird in 79 yeah. with she indiana state big. i mean it was a great run and then just totally outmanned in that championship game mm-hmm. it's the the end for velvet so really once you look at what you know the thing has done in its own biden madness run and then the end season tournament it really is the 76 hoosiers of yeah, biden madness. it is it is and I, I was like larry bird with that towel over his face after getting smoked by magic johnson and <laughs> 79. <laughs> Valvet had a great run, but I, I I think we've given Valvet all it could get. It got more than anybody ever thought, and, and they made it once again to the championship My game. favorite thing is that it's known as Valvet, and the one that won is known as The Thing. <laughs> right. And that's the president of the United States. Right, exactly. <laughs> that should be the, you know leader of the free world and we're having a debate between you know the thing and happy birthday Valvet. <laughs> What's your last day? Is it Wednesday? Uh, yes, Wednesday will be my, my final day of the year here. Nigel's going to show up all those days, are we sure? I don't know about <laughs> that, but I know I won't be here. I'm <laughs> Wish the Magic the Johnson gift right here. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Monday Gun Day with Guy Relford. Biggest stories of the day. And uh, we are going to have one final Moonshine Monday. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you, Hammer. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.